Blog Talk Radio. Carol the Coach. Sex, love, and relationships. We talk about it here. Carol the Coach. Compassion with contemporary relevance. I am a psychotherapist. I can be your personal life coach and I can help you with your issues. There are no problems too small or too big. You can talk about anything. Speaker, columnist, radio TV host, and commentator. Carol the Coach brings messages of wellness and empowerment within reach of everyday people every day. Almost five years ago, I lost my soulmate in an accident. He was killed in a plane crash. Life just for me has seemed to stop. There are groups all over the city. I mean, I teach one. It is a specific way to start thinking so that you shift how you see the world, which then shifts your energy, and then you feel better and you actually see things differently. Carol the Coach, always available to at carolthecoach.com. Now I've got Russell on the line. I'm 47 years old. I'm a truck driver. I'm married. I have a wife in San Francisco. Okay. I haven't been home in six months. My thing is, I, I don't know if I have a sex addiction or what the problem is. Why do I want what I can't have? And as soon as I can have it, I don't want it anymore. You're right on target when you say, I don't know if I have a sexual addiction. Well, guess what? Yes, you do. And you know what? That's my specialty, Russell. So you're at the right place. Continue. I meet women online and, and I'm in a different part of the country. I, I travel all 48 states, so I love sex. I hear self-esteem issues. You never felt good enough and you didn't feel like you were getting what you should have then. And you're really reenacting that now. Do you want to change that about yourself? I got an interesting email from a person that said, Carol, what happens if I don't want to keep this relationship going? You know, I just did a YouTube on that because when you know what you know, and you know that you just can't do it, there's been too much collateral damage done, whether you're the addict or the partner, then the important thing is to separate with integrity. It's all about your energy. You know, Dr. Sue Mortar is going to be talking tonight about your energy. And you know that my number one coaching principle in the world is that we are 100% responsible for our behaviors. And so clearly, one of the things that I believe is so important is that we we do life, we show up in life being 100% responsible, and we do it in integrity. So here's what I believe about an addict in good recovery. He or she has incredible integrity. And they're doing the next best thing. They're doing the right thing. They're playing it forward. And they're doing it with empathy. They know that they've caused collateral damage, and they're willing to do whatever it takes to make it better and to help move on. And then if you're a partner and you've tried and you're still rageful or you're angry, upset, and you just can't move past it, and I would encourage you to recognize that this was such an, just such an insidious, horrible illness 
It was a disorder. It was a compulsion that the addict could not control. And even if he's in good recovery, you can't get over it. And if you cannot get over it, then separate with integrity for the sake of you, the addict, and anybody else that's involved in the problem. I know you never hear me talk about what happens if you divorce because I I want you guys to be together. I want you to restore your relationship. But what I know to be true is not everybody can do that, and I don't want to see you suffer month after month, year after year. I want you to live your best life. That's, I believe, one of the main reasons that Dr. Sue Mortar, my guest tonight, is so impactful in the words and the wisdom that she shares. She just wrote The Energy Codes. It got released March 19th of 2019, and it's the seven-step system to awaken your spirit, heal your body, and live your best life. And she talks about these energy codes that will help to change your life once you start incorporating the principles and practices. And Dr. Sue is from Indianapolis, Indiana. She is somebody that I've long admired as being a thought leader. When I decided to start a local transformational leadership club, we called on Dr. Sue Mortar because she was part of the um, international transformational leadership group. Um, she and Michael Beckworth and Jack Canfield and so many other thought leaders in the world were working together, I think, to both educate themselves, but also to change the world, create a shift in the energy. And they all really experienced something I call heart. They had a heart in their work. And so tonight, she's going to be talking about when you experience trauma, How do you move beyond it? How do you manifest the energy you need to create the life you deserve? You know, it's called living from the mind versus the essential self, and it is quantum physics. It is something that I so much believe in. It's when you work on removing the subconscious blocks towards enlightenment and embodiment. And she has some amazing body exercises to do. A lot of them have to do with breathing and positions, yoga positions, um, that actually open up the solar plexus for change and for, you know, for what I call reception. And what I mean is that when somebody's been really traumatized, they close up. They don't do a very good job of receiving. And Dr. Sue, through the seven-step system called the energy codes, helps you to open up that physiological system system so that you can experience 
what I believe is a spiritual connection with your higher power so that you can live your best life. Now, many of you know that I have, um, I have a Your Best Life podcast, and it's all about doing that. And I think it is so very important to be able to find the skills to make your life happen, what I think is super important. And so, again, Dr. Sue is an amazing woman. She has taught internationally all over the world. And the Energy Codes offers deep, I'm telling you, deep insights and powerful practical techniques that brilliantly merge the ever-blending worlds of science and spirituality. Um, It's just an amazing book that helps to bridge the realms of science, spirituality, and true personal transformation. And, you know, if you've ever heard Patrick Carnes talk, he says that in some ways recovery is a blessing because it allows you to trans, it allows you to suffer and then to figure out what do you need to do to transform your life. Because when you incur that transformation, you grow exponentially, spiritually, emotionally, physically, and psychologically. And when you do that, you're able to have the relationships that you deserve. So I am so excited to have Dr. Sue Mortar on the show. And I just have to say, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you so much. It's a great, great delight to be here. Thank you for your explanations and your introduction. It's um, it's a it's a very deep and meaningful conversation. And I always look forward to seeing where we can take it relevant to uh, your particular audience. And I'm, I'm thrilled to see where we're headed. Well, thank you, Dr. Sue. I got to tell you, I've been doing, I've, I've done over 400 podcasts. And I've been doing this show for sex addicts and partners because they've had so much trauma in their life, drama and trauma, and they're really ready to live their best life. They're, they're both in places where they need to know how to do that, and they don't always know how to get there. And I have read your book. I got to see you speak at Indianapolis. You're so inspiring. And I mm-hmm. said to myself, I got to have her on the show because these energy codes simplistically talk about what a person needs to do to open themselves up to that transformation. So can I ask you, what do you call the energy codes? I mean, and why did you create them? How did this occur? Mm. Well, I had an awakening about 19 years ago, and it was very huge. It was actually multidimensional. You know, sometimes we have an aha, and sometimes we have a revelation, and sometimes we, we get hit between the eyes and realize, wow, it's time to, to change my life, and and those kinds of of um, quickenings, those those touch points in our lives, those those references that are life changing, are are so significant. And I know that that most everyone that's plugging into this conversation is is either 
um, right on the precipice of having that or have or has had something like that happen in their lives. And and for me, this was it happened in a meditation state where I awakened to the fact that we are the fact, the experience that we are multidimensional spirit beings and um, in, in the place that I was, I was me, but I was not in a physical body and I could see the earth beneath me about the size of a marble and I was in this transcendent state and I was a ray of light and I could see 360 degrees around me and a brilliant light so bright it was 10 times brighter than the brightest day in the desert I had ever seen and most importantly I knew that what was happening is this brilliant light above me was coming through me and was being filtered automatically into a vibrational frequency that that we would call love and it was it was bre- being breathed through me into to the earth. And, and I knew that this was actually true about all of us in that instant. It, it was nearly unspeakable. It was so profound. But what I would really love to share with everyone is that the sensation that I felt in that state was that there was absolutely nothing wrong. There was nothing missing. There was nothing broken. There was, uh, there was nothing that was uh, needing to be better or to be improved upon. There was nowhere to go, nothing to accomplish. Everything was fulfilled, completely satiated. Everything was fine, more than fine. It was the most blissful experience that I could, more so than I could have ever imagined. And and I knew that this was the true state of all of us, that we are energy, we are spirit beings, and that we're here seeking to live the life as our true selves that is possible here. And we're kind of on an obstacle course that is keeping us from being able to experience that until we can. And so after I had that experience, I knew that I wanted to have that experience as often as I could because of what it did for me. And uh, I had a few things happening in my life uh, at the time that were not as healthy as they needed to be. And instantly, this all changed. I I completely shifted my whole way of being, the way I sat down inside of myself, shifted and I began to, to figure out how to recreate that experience for myself. So I, I turned my life into a living laboratory. And over the next 10 years, I, I, everything was about reproducing this experience for myself and teaching others how to do it. And I began to codify the information because everything that I shared with my patients and my clients started regarding my reproduction of that experience started allowing them to get better, heal faster and to stay better longer. And uh, so that I knew that it was important to develop a process for people to be able to, to follow in kind and have their lives change, like, mm-hmm. like my life was changing. Yeah. Well, and, and let me so that became the energy code. I mean, you were a normal woman that studied under your father. Um, and, and let everybody know what you do for a living. And because they're probably sitting there thinking, oh, this could never happen to me. So, Give them a little bit of the background because it wasn't until you went to India that you began to experience this transformation. So just share a little bit about who you are and what you've done in your life prior to this transformation. Uh, sure. So I grew up in a, in a family where um, I never went to the doctor and got an, got an, take, took an antibiotic to, to heal some infection or something that was going on with me because I was raised in a family where my father was a pioneer in what's called 
energy medicine now, but it wasn't really called that then. Uh, it was just natural health care and, and trusting in the body's ability to heal and, and our alignment with nature, et cetera. And so I grew up with these concepts. And my father was a, was a, uh, was a scientist, and we talked about quantum science at the dinner table. And, and it was just a, a very uh, big message in my life that our thoughts and our beliefs create our reality. And these were, these were fascinating ideas to me, and I was able to talk about them and share them. Uh, but I also had uh, a deep-seated sensation that, that I was inadequate, that there was something missing or something wrong. I probably started because my father was brilliant, and he was always teaching people and talking, and, and everything that he had to say was amazing. And so I just was kind of shut back in the corner of the room, uh, in my own mind anyway. And, uh, and then I, I coped with that as being tremendously shy and then being shut down in my kind of environment. I coped with it by just, by just receding, by retreating. Uh, in fact, I slept on the floor of my closet most, most of my childhood because I was, I was in, that intimidated in life. And so then I overcompensated for that by being perfectionistic and trying to follow all the rules and figure this game out and overperform and, and do that. And in that perfectionistic uh, life, you know, it became very stressful. So I sought out meditation as a relief for my stress, and I got that, but I got so much more instantaneously uh, because it, it was my time to wake up to, to this bigger picture, very much bigger picture, that we are much more than the, than the one that we think we are walking around on the surface of this planet. And that's what we're inherently all seeking is how to reconnect our mind with our spirit, with our breath, with our body, and have it all come together again. And so that's what began happening for me as I was studying with this teacher from India and, and traveling back and forth and learning everything that I could, put the pieces together. And as they started to, to come together, I, I developed a system for people to not have to think about the solution in their lives and not live their life from the level of the dramas and the traumas that are happening, but rather just work with the energy that one can feel in their own body that that is a is also happening at the same time that we're formulating thoughts and opinions and ideas about ourselves and about others. For instance, the knot in your stomach or the lump in your throat or the tightness in your chest, they mean something specifically, and each of them means something unique. And if we can start to learn the language of what they mean and how what to do with them when they're happening so that they can guide us and that we can evolve ourselves faster than than life would un, would you know would cause to unfold that we can get more productive and and more creative and manage our lives rather than uh, trying to control our circumstances and failing at that and feeling frustrated and and turning that energy into unhealthy behaviors that become addictive etc. So it's just it's all about you know stopping this runaway train and and turning it around and realizing that there are tools right underneath our nose that we didn't even know we had, that we were born with, that when we learn to put them together, all of a sudden we have a solution in front of us that uh, we didn't have before. And, um, and that's what I'm hoping to share with people. Well, absolutely. And so, again, this kind of came naturalistically out of both your family childhood of origin and then also out of your ability to meditate. And so many of my listeners know that meditation is really a conduit to experiencing that higher sense of self. So Mm. how did you end up in India? 
and tell us what that actual experience was like when you transcended and felt like you had left your body and realized that this was kind of nirvana. This was what everybody wants to get to. Yeah. So we know that meditation is a benefit, and some people are able to meditate easily, and some people wrestle with it and can't get there. And then they get frustrated on top of their frustration, which led them to meditation in the first place. Now they can't meditate, and then they get extra frustrated on top of that. And it can be uh, a real tailspin for people. And, and one of the things that I love about what came together is the energy codes is, is that we give the mind something to do that is productive that will allow it to not write the stories, that will allow it to be more still. And that's when meditation can happen. It's like if you imagine that your mind is like this ceiling fan that's spinning so fast, you would never stick your finger through it because it would cut it off. Uh, And then the true essence of you is just this waving, beautiful energy underneath it. Like if your hand was waving really beautifully and, and slow motion and, and this delicate kind of thing, that's, that's our true self. And, 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 and what we have to learn to do is to slow down the ceiling fan enough that we can take that delicate, gentle waving hand and move it right up through and beyond the ceiling, the ceiling fan and experience ourselves beyond our thinking, believing, frustrated, hurt, angry mind or whatever status the mind is, happens to be in. And so, so what I'm doing with the energy codes is teaching people how to get into the same benefit of a meditation. And even if they don't have easy access to a meditative state with their mind. And I, I learned how to do that when I came back from India and wanted to be able to reproduce these experiences all the time for myself. It required stilling my mind, slowing down my breath, focusing in my core and my heart and my belly, uh, being present for myself physically in a way that I had never been before and no one ever taught me to do. So while I was in India and while I was traveling around the U.S. with this teacher, uh, a couple of different teachers that I had, I was having these transcendental experiences that were, that were far beyond the body. And I was experiencing realms and other dimensions and aspects of life uh, were falling together so rapidly. It was like my whole life purpose in multiple lifetimes even, which was something I didn't have a real strict opinion about before. But undeniably, there was, there was just this fullness of, of truth and wisdom coming together. And I was living in it all at once. And I knew that this is what resides in the deep core state of all of us. And all we have to do is learn to access that. And not having access to that causes a state of anxiety. It causes a state of story writing where we decide that there's something wrong with us or there's something wrong with our circumstances or our environment. And, and what has to happen is we have to flip that around so that we don't have to live at the effects of the stories that our mind writes Uh, Because what happened for me in India was an experience of myself beyond the story that I had written about myself being inadequate or insufficient in some way. Even though I was a successful doctor in terms of getting great results with my patients and having a successful practice and all kinds of things that one would measure success by, on the inside, I was uh, was not very kind to myself, and and I certainly didn't have peace of mind, and I constantly attracted uh, relationships to me that were 
that were unfulfilling or that were uh, where the other person wasn't true to me or to you know their word or or all kind all kinds of circumstances where I would be overgiving or I would be um, you know just just running full steam ahead trying to make something happen in my life that felt better but never could really. And the problem was well, I was and, good at and, it, so it looked like everything was winning. You know, was winning. <laughs> exactly, and anybody who knows you knows you were the epitome of what looked like self-confidence. But really, what you're saying is, and until you experienced this transformation and the energy codes, you still had at least a large part of you that was that little girl who was introverted, who never felt good enough because of the brilliance in your family. And just your life lessons. And, and I think that speaks to everybody. There's no doubt that most people yeah. in this world don't feel good enough. And the energy codes helps them to realize their brilliance. Yeah. You know, Carol, I find that it's because people are, are attached to the mind. We think that we are the mind. And the mind works in duality. So one day everything is great and the next day everything's bad. And, you know, every time that, that I'm lucky, I'm going to be unlucky. And we're always waiting for the shoe to fall. And we're just in this realm of intimidation because we are attached to the mind. We think that's who we are. And it isn't true. And the only way that we can understand the difference is is to peel ourselves off of the mind and sit down on, on our true essential self. I, I describe it like, we land here and we splat and we, we disperse in the splat and our mind goes one way, our body goes another, our breath goes another. And in the splat, we're confused. We're, you know, we don't know what's up, what, what's what. And, and we attach ourselves to the mind and the mind looks external. It looks around to see, am I safe? What do I need to do? How can I operate here? That is okay. And, and how can I fit in and how can I do the right thing? And do I measure up and am I doing okay? And all of that, that life that gets established is externally oriented. And therefore, then we start to look to the external to give us feedback for our well-being and our sense of self. And it's a dangerous thing because the outer world is also based in, you know, in a perception and a perceptive field, which is reflected back to us through our mind. And so we only see a dualistic world that's conditional. It's very challenging for us to learn to live in a state of unity and and uh, love and unconditionality when we've been trained differently, grown up differently. So what I'm teaching people to do is to peel themselves off of their identity as the mind and the false self or what I call the protective personality and to sit down on top of their essential self again, which is the soulful self. It's the true self, the one that, that would be gathered back together if the mind and the body and the breath came back together from the splat and they all they all merged once again and now here we sit gathered and collected and there we have a different sense of who we are we have a different feeling tone automatically and these things begin to happen uh just completely naturally uh as soon as we are turned on to what could be as soon as we're recognizing what the truth actually is and that we have access to that everything begins to change automatically it's meant to be but we didn't know mm-hmm. about it and we were doing the best we could you know under the other circumstances well and what i really love i mean obviously in the first third of the book you talk about being daddy's little girl and following him around and 
really working your practice in a way that very much was similar to your father's practice and, and that bond that you had. And then at his death, um, when you were getting ready to do a presentation, you obviously had gotten some information. And I'm not going to do a spoiler alert, but I couldn't <laughs> wait to read the reframe on that because you talked about some real trauma that you experienced when you read about your father's will and his estate and what he left and how he treated the family. And and you obviously were able to do what every person wants to do. When something looks like it is negative or it is not working in your favor, we all want to be able to recognize that it has its own internal strength. So I encourage people, I'm talking with Dr. Sue Mortar right now, and we're talking about the new book, The Energy Codes. It's a seven-step system to awaken your spirit, heal your body, and live your best life. And what I love about this book is it has steps that you can take to awaken that spirit, and you go into those very succinctly. One of the things that I did was I used my voice memo on my um, iPhone to record what you said so I could listen to it and practice it as, as you were going through it. And then I love the narrative that you shared because you really share yourself as a very raw, personal person that's no different than anybody else. But what I know about you is that you're also very brilliant. And so here's a brilliant woman who shares her own insecurities, the insecurities we all have, the steps to transform and, and inspire others how to do that and what that has done for all of your patients all around the world. Now, I want to ask you something here. What do you think of my idea that I record it and then I listen to it so that I can do it? Because I can't ever remember it unless I listen to it <laughs> while I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, it has been very, very Perfect. helpful. And it's, been, it's amazing. And so anybody who says I can't do meditation, even though you're talking about chakras and, and opening up different body parts, you're also talking about meditation and breathing and yoga. You're talking about the real meal deal in a very simplistic way that opens you up to experiences that I want to say um, very much remind me of transcendental meditation. It's really that gap in between the different spaces. I absolutely love this work. Now, what would you say is the heart of your work? Because you do talk about that in the book, the heart of the work. The main thing that I'm really interested in people getting is that, as I said, there's nothing broken and nothing wrong and nothing missing. And there's a felt sensation of that that we could find. And what we have to do is not live at the level of story, but really learn to work with the energy underneath the story at the body level because the body doesn't lie and it doesn't write a story. It just tells you how you're doing on feeling at peace and feeling your wholeness or if you're really off track and convinced that something else is true about you. And so we're teaching the mind to find the true you and using the body to do it. Think of it like this, that the soul speaks to the body 
and the body speaks to the mind and the mind hasn't been listening. It's been writing a story and telling, you know, it's drama trauma all the time. And so we're teaching the mind to listen to, we're bringing the mind onto the body and, and allowing the body to show, uh, show the mind where we need to be living in ourselves more fully, more robustly, where we could sit down inside of ourselves that would lead us to not only healing our, our issues, but recognizing that those issues are actually part of our own evolution, which is something you were mentioning before I came on to the call this evening. And, and that they're part of the plan. They're part of our awakening process. And, and so they're not bad and they're not something that I have to get rid of. They're something I have to embrace and I have to, and it will dissolve as I embrace it. It will become less charged. And, and then, so we heal, but then ultimately we more than heal. We recognize our true magnificent selves. We, we recognize ourselves as transcendent multidimensional beings that, that have great capacity to master life on this earth, that we do not have to drop into our, uh, our fear-based actions and motivations and, and act them out, uh, that there is an entirely different way of mastering this life experience. And, and that's the point of the, of the work is, is to stop the runaway train and to turn it around, not only mm-hmm. just to get back to where we want to be, but to actually allow mm-hmm. ourselves to become more than we ever imagined. Well, and you know, obviously I told you that this show is for sex addicts in recovery and any state of their life, as well as partners who've experienced partner betrayal. And I just heard you say, obviously, that the soul breathes, the soul is what is available to us to really know how to navigate our lives. But unfortunately, our thinking, our thoughts, get in the way and they create their own story. So somebody who's been betrayed or somebody who's been traumatized lives by that story of trauma and drama and you're saying that this circumvents or bypasses the story. I mean, it it gets you back to that original soulful connection, which I call spiritual. I call the intuition. You know, Dr. Sue, I always say that most people make decisions based on their head, their heart, and their gut, what they think, how they feel, their emotions, and what they know, what their gut is. And unfortunately, we keep defaulting to the emotions or the thoughts when we really need to stay connected to the intuition because that's our spirit, that's our soul, that's our truth. What do you think? 100% agree. (laughs) In fact, I... I feel that it's very helpful for people to realize that their true self, who they really are, is the soul and that they have a mind and a body. We have a tendency to think that we are the mind and that we have a soul or a spirit and a body. And that very misperception by sitting in the wrong seat causes us to interpret everything in life from a different perspective than than we could if we were sitting in the right seat, in the correct seat. So if we try to listen to spirit, that's a first step. Listen to our gut, our intuition, that's a first step. But ultimately, I'm teaching people to realize that, and this is my point in the book, is that, that what, what, if it's you listening to spirit or intuition, then you, who are you? You're being identified as the mind in that moment. So 
you want to be identified as the spirit and train your mind to find you and train your mind to listen to you and to follow you and to trust you. And that is a perspective that we were not raised with. And it, it, it is interesting because the indigenous peoples were raised that way. They were raised to be the same as nature. And, and that is spirit. That is the essence of deep truth, the, the, the ultimate truth. And, and so they were, they were always in ritual and spiritual, uh, you know, discourse about, about taming the mind and training the mind and allowing it to be, allowing it to be harnessed and managed so that it doesn't create a runaway train thinking that it's bigger than spirit or better than God or better than how nature would have things be. And so uh, when, when the indigenous cultures basically got disassembled by a better idea, so it was said, um, you know, we, we started generations that, that were now raised out of touch with this deep truth. But as, the, as we know, the truth always prevails and it's surfacing again into, you know, these, these, these conversations. So this book is a simple explanation, but of very complex ideas, but I tried to simplify them as much as I possibly could so that people could wrap their minds around it. And then after, as I was collecting all the information over the years and documenting it and codifying it, that would even become this book um, in the middle of my process, or actually about three fourths of the way through the process, I came upon some sacred texts that the, the Yoga Sutras, the Upanishads, the Vedas, some of the oldest texts that are written about, about you know, managing oneself in their consciousness. Um, and, and I realized that the principles that I discovered on my own were, were in these sacred texts, and I didn't know it because I hadn't read them. But, but once I saw them, it, it was so validating to me that, that, well, my first thought was, great, where was all this when I needed it 10 years ago? But then my second thought was, I'm so glad that I didn't know that this was already written information in sacred text because I discovered it on my own. And I knew that if I could discover it, any of us could discover it, that we're all made of this alive and well now. It isn't just information that was so brilliantly shared thousands of years ago. It's right. It's we're made of it. It's right here. It's still alive. And we all have access to it. And that that was liberating to me for everyone, because I knew that that once we recognize that peace in us that is the connector that accesses the mind and the body and the breath the spirit together again that everyone can have access to the the deepest wisdom that allows us to make healthy decisions and as a byproduct it's not that we're just trying to get healthy it's that we're tapping who we really are and health and harmony and well-being become a natural byproduct of that without effort it's like effortless to change our ways and our habits and our beliefs and that once we tap a bigger version of who we are. No, and I absolutely agree. And so would you be willing to describe to our listening audience uh, maybe one of the exercises where you use breath to awaken the body and begin that process of true spiritual connection? Sure. You know, what? one of the things is that it is a given is that it's so helpful to breathe from your belly instead of breathe in your chest when it comes to trying to break any habit or change an anxiety state or stop yourself from stepping into a behavior that you want to stop uh, or that you want to bring harmony to. You maybe don't want to stop it, but you want to bring it into balance in some way. Um, or maybe, you know, something that you're doing that you just really don't want to do. 
Um, breathing in the belly activates the the part of the nervous system that calms you down and taps you into your creative genius instead of instead of your fight or flight and the addictive patterns that lead to needing to do this or needing to do that, um, etc. And and what we want to do is is stay in this parasympathetic dominance in those moments where we're feeling that you know compulsive energy, etc. And and not only to just breathe in our bellies, but to breathe in our bellies in such a fashion that it allows us to integrate all of the layers of our own consciousness and all of the aspects of our being. And so there is a, 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 an area, a tube, a channel that runs through the body from the top of the head down through the center of the body and connects to the earth. And it reaches up above the head. Um, and it's this channel that's measurable of energy. It's the highest concentration of, of neutral energy in the body when it comes to measuring it electromagnetically, et cetera. And, and if we breathe up and down that central channel, it, it begins to stir us in a different way than how the personality gets stirred from the outer world. It starts to stir our inner world. So what I have people do is, is a process of anchoring themselves in the core of their being first. And in a term called Mula Banda, which you don't have to learn the term, it's called, it means root lock. And what it means is, pulling your energy from all up in your head down through your throat and your heart and your gut and anchors you right at the tip of your spine where there's a tremendous amount of potential energy that we, that remains untapped until we learn how to access it. And so you do this, this exercise by, by if you were, it's kind of like a Kegel exercise for ladies. If, if you're familiar with Kegel exercise, it would be that. And the gentlemen who are listening, they're about to learn what a Kegel exercise is about. So it's kind of like right. if you were going to the bathroom, right? If you were going to the bathroom and you had to stop the stream all all of a sudden, and you had to squeeze certain muscles to stop the stream, to stop the flow, you you would squeeze these muscles at the base of the perineum, and it would stop it would stop the flow. And and to squeeze those muscles is basically puts you in the area of the tip of the spine. So it's the base of the pelvic bowl and the perineum, and you squeeze those muscles just like if you were going to have to stop going to the bathroom in an instant, boom, and and it pulls a bunch of energy right to an area of the body that doesn't get a lot of energy um, just in a neutral state. And and what it does is it starts to anchor us and ground us to the earth, and it grounds us to our most um, uh, clear state of mind all at the same time. Uh, our basic presence gets to land and root itself, and, and we feel more secure automatically. So the next time you're upset and you're driving down the road and you're thinking about something or whatever, if you just do this mulabanda, this root lock, you squeeze these muscles, you'll notice that your mind will change automatically just because you're doing that, that your mind will will start to slow down. And that ceiling fan starts to slow down. And the next thing you know, things are working more harmoniously. And then while you're doing that, if you squeeze your shoulder blades together just a little bit, and it will kind of pull you into your heart space. And, uh, and I don't recommend this next one if you're driving down the road. But whenever you can, if you just are seated and you don't move your head, but you roll your eyes up, there's a tension that you'll feel behind your eyes. And that tension is putting you in a space it, that you can feel right in the center of your brain. And, and there's the high brain centers of your, your most brilliant creativity are right there, along with a lot of other things that can change habits and, and improve the communication between your conscious and your subconscious. 
And so it collectively, this behind the eyes thing and the squeezing of your shoulder blades and this root lock at the base of the tip of your spine, if you can get over the next few days practicing doing all three of them together, you start to have a sense of you in your body up and down a channel that would connect all those three places all together. Now in the book, I teach about more of them. But what you would do then is you take a breath from above your head as if there was a tube that ran right down the center of your brain, the center of your throat, your chest, your belly, tip of your spine, and into the earth. And then it runs all the way back up again. That you take a breath from above your head right down through this channel, and then you exhale from your heart and your belly right down into the earth. And then you take a breath up from the earth up through this channel and you let it feel good while this you're just imagining this, this breath like you're going up and down an elevator shaft, that you're actually going up and down this. You're not staying up in your head and imagining it, but you're traveling down through your body as you're inhaling slowly and exhaling slowly. And this central channel breath allows us to cultivate so much more power in the core of our body. And when we are empowered at the core of our body, we do not reach out to addictive patterns and behaviors. We do not reel out of control with writing stories in our minds. And we don't get carried away with some subconscious beliefs that we have about ourselves that aren't true, but they might as well be true because we believe them. And so they affect us in such a manner until they shift because we learn how to build different circuitry in our system. Now, the book is about doing this, but doing so much more about learning how to build the circuitry when you're in a situation and you're upset, instead of asking, why am I upset, or you're upsetting me and getting all caught up in the situation, you take your attention to the body and you see, where in the body do I have a charge right now? Wherever that charge is in my body, I'm going to squeeze it back too. So it might be in my throat, might be in my, in my gut, it might be anywhere uh, up and down this whole central channel of the body. And I'm going to squeeze it and keep breathing up and down this central channel. And what's going to happen is I'm going to build more neurocircuitry eventually, and the book explains how that works. I'm going to build more circuitry to stabilize myself deep in my core so that my inner wisdom and my in intuition and my inner knowing is more readily accessible to me all the time because I'm connected. I've connected the dots. It's not these separate worlds. And so there'll be a charge in the body that will tell you where to do that work. The body is totally going to tell the mind what needs to happen next for this to be a success. And it gets to happen. And the next thing you know, a few days, weeks, a few months of this, and you're a different person walking around on the surface of the planet. You don't even know exactly how it happened except that you stopped um, allowing the mind to be this runaway train. And you started using the mind to do something much more productive, which is to steward the intuitive. Lastly, I'll say that Einstein said that we were given this beautiful gift of the intuitive and we were given this rational mind that's supposed to act as its loyal servant. And we've created a culture that honors the servant instead of the gift. And, and that means that, that this is exactly what we're doing, that we're learning how to honor the gift instead of making it all about our minds and our beliefs and, and believing our beliefs and acting as if they're true, that we just, we, just take this, we just take this in another direction. And the next thing we know, the universe, the world, life is working in our favor in a way that we never noticed before. And things start to change one yeah. breath at a time. Yeah, you know, you live by certain principles. And I just wanted to discuss some of the, the most important principles for our listening audience because it's so empowering as well as enlightening. Um, you believe that everything is energy. You said that earlier. You said we're all vibrational energy. I 100% believe that. 
And I'll tell you, one of my very favorite books is by Wayne Dyer called There's a Spiritual Solution to Every Problem. And it really goes into that vibrational energy. And you said your life is a reflection of your energy. And so obviously, when we get caught up in our thoughts, when people have been traumatized and they no longer see their own brilliance or greatness and they believe that they are damaged or um, they're the receptacles for pain, they're not going to be able to live out their best life. And you and I both believe, I'm a coach and a mental health therapist, you're a doctor, and we both believe that we're 100% responsible for our behaviors and that we have a role in creating our own life. So you in this book, again, The Energy Code, The Seven Step System to Awakening Your Spirit, healing, well, Heal Your Body, and Live Your Best Life, teaches people how to disperse that energy and how to find their life-changing benefits from their own core or what you call the central channel. So talk a little bit about that. You know, that central channel is truly the core of who we are, correct? Yes, yes. Quantum science is showing us that that the energy at the core is like this grand neutrality, that we are this, at our core, we are just pure spirit. It's like just this divine state of unconditionality and pure presence. And so as we learn to recede our senses, to pull them in to our core instead of always directing them to the outer world, we begin to use our five senses in a different way and they begin to they begin to point out they begin to point toward a uh, another reality one that is more stable and unconditional and loving and and present and available uh, versus what, how we interpret the outer world to be or how what happens in our minds um, as we're trying to fill in the blanks to make sense out of life and so as we bring our attention into that, that core space, it, we're tapping what is pure potentiality and creativity, creative energy. And so when we want to be more effective at creating the life that we want to live, we have to use our senses differently and our minds differently than we just inadvertently were trained uh, by example and by you know just the, the blind leading the blind, basically, even though we have had a lot of brilliance in our history, we're, we've been very mind-oriented when it comes to discovering our brilliance and discussing our brilliance. And, and what we have to do is realize that there's another use of the mind rather than the thinking analytical mind, and it's the observing presence, the mind of presence, the, the awareness, the ability to, to embrace what is rather than decide, than judge it or decide if it's good or bad. And when we can develop that part of us to a greater degree, and this is the spiritual solution that, that uh, Wayne Dyer was speaking about, is that when we can tap the spirit of our beingness, the, the most refined, fine, subtle aspect of who we are, when we can tap that with our mind and realize not only do we have access to that, it's actually who we really are, uh, then we start to use our senses differently. We, we use our observing mind differently. We draw different conclusions about who we are and what we need to do and what's going on in a different way that 
that allows us to make better, stronger, more holistic decisions for ourselves and take different actions. And so it becomes easier to create the life that we want to live because we're using different information to make our decisions. We're basing our perceptions on different information because we're tapping this grand neutrality, this, this, this beautiful uh, truth that resides deep in our core. So instead of having a hunch or a gut feeling every once in a while, we have a super highway carved between this deep wisdom and our conscious awareness all the time. And we're always making decisions from that place. So that's what yeah. I want the Energy Codes book to do for people is to teach them how to do that. And, you know, this is in, you and I both know, this show goes everywhere in the, in the United States and the world. I mean, we have over 600,000 open downloads a week. Now, the truth of the matter is, there's probably people out there that are very Midwestern, even if they're not. They live in the Bible Belt or they believe in the Bible. And so to hear that they have all this precious um, energy, it, it, it almost sounds as if it's unbelievable and it's incongruent with biblical principles or whatever. So what do you tell Christians who want to access this but maybe are a bit afraid of dabbling in something where you're really tapping into your own unique gifts? Yeah. So, you know, there are there are definitely aspects in the Bible that speak about the God within and the presence of God is within me. And, and I really feel that in this languaging that, that the work that this book is about is no, is no different than teaching one how to find the feeling of the spirit within to find what it feels like so that I can know that the presence of God you know, dwells within me too, that I am part of that. And, and that as I'm seeking to be a good person or I'm seeking to be a good Christian, uh, for instance, that, um, and this, this is true as well, you know, this is all across the country that, that, and, and lots of uh, a variety of different cultures and different religions as well. But, but underneath every religion, there is, there is a deep, a deep truth and a belief that there is there is a higher power than me as i'm operating as a protective personality you bet there's a higher power than me i even have a higher power than the one i've been operating on if i'm operating from my protective personality there's a soulful self of me there's a true essence that's that's not protective and egoic or better than or less than it's just it's equal and and so when we start to speak in terms of, of religion, uh, I really want this work to be allowing everyone to have a better relationship with their God, uh, whomever that is. Because when we have a sense of worth enough to have a valued relationship with God, healing happens. And, and this book is about teaching us how to have a good enough sense of self that we can have be worthy of having a valued relationship with the God that, that we are studying about or that we are feeling or sensing or knowing, believing in, that 
I, I don't want to challenge anyone's beliefs with this work. In fact, I want to enhance them and make them make mm-hmm. them palpable, make them tangible for someone so that they feel that they are an active participant in their religion rather than wondering if it if it could ever be true for them too. You know, that, that they read about the miracles um in the Bible and they and they know about miracles that have happened in their church communities and their congregations where people talk about, you know, miraculous things that have happened in their lives. And, and I know that it stirs the question in so many people uh, of, of the, of the nature of, you know, what about me? If that's not happening in my life, does it mean that God doesn't love me or that I'm, I'm out of, of this, this sacred rapport in some way? Am I, is there something wrong with me? Have I been left behind? And, uh, and yeah. and I know that no one is supposed to feel that way, and so this work is oh. intended to help everyone have a better sense of self. Again, I am talking with Dr. Sue Mortar, and she had a remarkable and profound awakening while meditating, and she accessed an energy field, a level of consciousness that was beyond anything she could have ever imagined, and it allowed her to what well, freed you from the struggles, yes. the drama, and the trauma of pain. And that's what we want our listening audience to do, too. So, obviously, they can get your book through Barnes & Noble, through Amazon. Um, how can they get a hold of you if they'd like more information about your work? Oh, sure. Thank you. Um, there, There is a, a website, drsuemorter.com. It's D-R-S-U-E-M-O-R-T-E-R. Dot com, And I have all kinds of resources there. I have CDs and DVDs in the book and um, all kinds of uh, live coursework that people can come to. I travel around the country all the time teaching workshops to, uh, to enliven this very energy inside of people and teach them, work with them one-on-one to make sure that they are getting how to do the work and, uh, and, and a, just a variety of different types of uh, workshops that are available that are obvious there when you navigate yourself around around the website at drsuemorder.com. And there is also a link on there that you can forward slash order, drsuemorder.com forward slash order the energy codes, and you can get the book uh, through us um, and also get additional guided meditations and some examples of some classes that I teach, etc. I also have some online classes that I teach every month that someone can become a member on our website and have access to mm-hmm. all kinds of Q&A classes and things like that that people can uh, they can write in their questions and I'll answer them on the next class and all kinds of ways that they can find support. Well, Dr. Sue, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. And, you know, again, it's kind of, I believe it's the liberation from our own stories that that keep us from recognizing our brilliance. And, you know, you've done a great job with this book, and I appreciate anybody who would want to access their true genius, their true freedom, by going, getting this book and doing the meditation, the yoga, the breathing, and the exercises that you recommend. And you kind of guarantee it'll make a difference. It will open you up to your true potential, and for that, we feel very thankful. 
it is it is my honor and my pleasure. I feel like this was the greatest gift that ever happened in my life. This this opening, this awakening, and and the integration of it has been another wave of grace through my life. And being able to codify it and and then put it into a book and have it be as well received as it has been um, is is just a dream come true for me because I know the difference that it has made for myself and my patients and clients. And now for it to be uh, available to help other people in this form is just another great, great blessing in my life. And, and thank you, Kara, for what you're doing to bring this, these kinds of conversations to people uh, across the, the area to be able to access a greater truth of themselves and, and a better life. And it's such important work that you're doing to allow people to have a, an access point to stabilize themselves and, and, uh, and get, get a, a different orientation happening so that they can awaken to the life that they're truly intended. And I'm just blessed to be a part of that with you. Well, thank you so much. And keep us posted. Let us know what other courses and what other opportunities there are for our listening audience. Really appreciate you and um, wish you well. Namaste. Thank you. Likewise. Namaste. Uh Uh-huh. Take care. So, again, that was Dr. Sue Mortar who has just really created these energy codes to help awaken your spirit, heal your body, and live your best life. And she does so. i got to tell you, I mean, when you first begin to read the exercises, if you're not familiar with yoga or you don't do meditation, it may seem a little mind-boggling. But she does this book in such a way that she breaks it down step by step. You already heard me say, since I'm a Uh, I like to listen. I actually have recorded her instructions. And then when I lay there and I follow her posture and her positions and I do my breathing, I exponentially feel an awareness that I've never felt before. And I do, for the third time, believe that we are 100% responsible for changing the trajectory of our life and actualizing our potential and realizing our greatness. And you've had a lot of trauma and drama that has occurred in yours. And you have the capability of changing your life. And so that's why I had Dr. Sue on, because she's an amazing person and she's got lots and lots of gifts that she gives you in this book. And you just heard, you can go to her website and find out all sorts of other online courses and free gifts that she gives you because she really wants so badly to see you change your life by changing your energy. Okay, I am Carol Jurgensen Sheets, a.k.a. Carol the Coach, and um, I'll see you for more mind, body, and spirit work next week on Sex Health with Carol the Coach. Make it a great one, and as I say at the end of every show, there will only be one of you at all times, so fearlessly have the courage to be yourself. Till next time.
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.